In the County with Trevor Anderson, Live 95. With General Hardware Supplies, Home Value, Newcastle West. Get winter ready with great deals on coal bunkers, kiln dried logs and coal while stocks last. 1890-779-779. To the third hour of the programme, as you're all aware at this stage, the general election campaign is well underway across the country, including in Limerick. And as part of our election coverage on Live 95, we would like to introduce you to three of the candidates this morning. This morning's candidates are all standing for election in the Limerick City constituency, which despite its title still covers quite a bit of the county, including parts of Maru, Carcanish and Ballybricken. There are four seats up for grabs and the people who are looking to take those seats and with us in studio this morning are Michael Ryan of AN2, Rebecca Barrett of the National Party and Mary Cahillan of Solidarity. And I think it's fair to say that being from the smaller parties, you're probably not as well known as some of the other candidates, particularly the sitting TDs. So maybe we'll start this morning by asking each of you to introduce yourself and explain a little bit about your party. And Michael, if you'd like to start first. Okay. well, uh, Michael Ryan is my name. I live in Palace Green, but I've worked for 42 years in the south side of Limerick City. I'm principal of Our Lady Queen of Peace uh, in Janesboro. I have been principal for 12 years, so I'd be fairly very knowledgeable about the issues that cover both the county and the city. And uh, my party is has been set up about uh, 12 months. Uh, it was founded by Pather Tobin. And uh, I suppose uh, what might separate us from other parties is, uh, you know, we, we think that uh, in general the uh, politicians... Uh, are not serving the needs and the rights of the people. Uh, We think really that uh, much of what's going on is kind of uh, centralised in Dublin, Uh, the major parties in particular, uh, that they really a lot of the policies uh, are based on on Dublin. We think that uh, it's very important that we give proper care and attention uh, to people Uh, in Limerick. We give proper care and attention to all the varying age groups, so we're very much a life party. Uh, We support life at all ages Um, and uh, we, we just believe that uh, politicians have taken their eye off the ball hugely and I would especially say that Limerick politicians have led us up a cul-de-sac here uh, I mean uh, we're, we're you know you just have to look at any of the main areas uh, that people uh, deserve attention and that we believe are, uh, deserve attention there's the area oh, yeah okay Michael we'll get into that so we'll get into shortly that's that's, that's, my, that's Michael at. Ryan yeah. that's in too yeah. okay uh, Rebecca Hi, uh, I'm Rebecca Barrett and I'm running on behalf of the National Party. Um, there's three main things about us that are really important. The first thing is that we're pro-life. Um, the second thing is that we're anti-mass immigration. And the third thing is that we're Eurosceptic. Um, with regard to pro-life, we campaigned um, to prevent the repeal of the 8th. And if we were in government, we absolutely would ensure that the um, 8th was put back into place. Uh, we acknowledge the right to life of the unborn child and we do not accept that the unborn child does not have the right to life. Um, Some things should never have been put to a vote. It is the unborn child's right to be alive. Um, We are, as I said, we are anti-mass immigration. We believe that a lot of our funding is going to um, direct provision centres and that this funding could be used uh, very effectively elsewhere. Um, There are numerous people who are homeless and numerous Irish people who are homeless and we believe that they should be housed first 
we should give our own people aid before we give people from other countries aid. Um, it's like they say, you know, you should put your own um, oxygen mask on first on an aeroplane. You need to be able to keep your own people safe, protect your own people first before you help others. Um, and the third thing we are is we're Eurosceptic. We, we really, we don't like the European Union the way it is whatsoever. We're not for leaving the European Union, but we are very, very critical of the way that it is at the moment and we would be for complete reform of the European Union. Okay, very good. Uh, Mary Canlan, um Tell us about yourself and, and, and Solidarity. Hi, good morning, Trevor. Um, well, my name is Mary Callan. Um, I'm with Solidarity and uh, people probably know me at this stage from uh, going viral. I'm pulling down the Leo Varadkar poster that was covering the uh, breast check sign outside St. Joseph's Hospital last week. Um, formerly in Limerick, we were uh, the anti-austerity alliance and we led the campaign against the water charges uh, in the city uh, a number of years back. Um, at this moment in time, the main campaign that we are running on in relation to the election is the state of our health service. And we are strongly campaigning to reopen the accident and emergencies in Ennisnina and in um, in St. John's Hospital. And I suppose I would have to say that we are the polar opposite of uh, the uh, two parties that have just spoken. Uh, I myself um, campaigned very strongly to uh, repeal the Eighth Amendment. And I believe that women uh, should have the right to bodily autonomy. Uh, and I don't think anybody has the right to tell women what to do. And we need to stand up for ourselves in relation to that. I have strongly campaigned on women's issues and on health issues across the city for many years in relation to cervical check, in relation to health, and in, in relation to uh, repealing the Eighth Amendment. Also, I think that as a society, we have no right to say that uh, people, no matter who they are, what country they're from or where they are coming from and the, the, the appalling situation that many of our um, and many of the foreign nationals coming into Ireland find themselves coming in. We have no right to say that these people should be lying on the streets or that we have too much money going to direct provision centres. Direct provision is a, is, a, is a shame on this country. The conditions in which these people live in, the uh, appalling like we have perfectly qualified doctors and nurses living in provision direct provision centres who should be given jobs who should be uh, housed we and instead plenty, of we have plenty of our and own doctors we have plenty and of our own doctors we need far okay, more than that but i didn't interrupt you so i think that i should be given well, the I right like to say that um so i think that I these said. direct provision centres uh, should be shut down and the people in them housed properly the people in them given jobs because we need every single doctor and nurse, not only in the country, but in these centres as well to uh, to work for us. Okay. I don't know where all these doctors and nurses all right. and direct provision centres... OK, one second now. What, what is the priority then, the number one issue for each of you, Michael, in this election? Well, I just want to say that on, on, on that issue that's just been spoken about, I mean, everybody knows that um, our party is pro-life, so I, I can... I would take issue with that. I can, pardon? I would take issue with that. Uh, but um, your leader, your well, I leader, mean, look, you has can take said issue that he would not work to to uh, overturn. Okay, Rebecca. First, okay. I, I did yeah. ask the question: What is the priority? So okay, everyone, well, everyone will get a turn. That. Everyone well, will I mean, get a turn. We, of course, that's a priority with us. And it's interesting. I think that you know many people who voted uh, pro-choice, 
you know, have no issue in supporting. I've lots of people who were pro-choice and who voted yes in the last uh, referendum, uh, who voted so for a myriad of reasons, but simply, uh, simply will support life. Uh, this they they even though they voted uh, pro-choice, they will tell you themselves that that's not for them. They wanted to give the choice to others, but that they themselves are very anti-abortion. So I've I've met a lot of pro-choice people who say that they're going to vote for our party. And uh, for a lot of reasons, because we have a lot of issues. And one of the main ones is the, the issue... Uh, by the way, I want to totally dissociate myself from uh, the the comments of the National Party about about excuse me about people who come into this country uh, fleeing uh, injury and fleeing uh, in 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 fear of death in their own country. Uh, any country that wouldn't show care, and I said at the beginning of the start that our party is about care from from the beginning to the end, and that includes people who come in fleeing from uh, famine or fleeing from huge situations in their own. Now, the number one priority, I will tell you, for Limerick uh, is the whole hospital crisis. And since the HSE was founded, I mean, the HSE was a disaster for Limerick, uh, because what happened with the HSE was uh, that up to that, uh, we could keep our own money in this region under the health board since the HSE was founded if they need money elsewhere in the country they're centralised in Dublin, if they need money in, in another region of the country, they'll just take it, they'll take it out of Limerick, take it out of the Midwest the total, uh, the total uh, percentage of the money for the Midwest has gone down from 8% to 5%. And by the way, here's a statistic uh, that people uh, that people really need to hear. In the last 15 years in Limerick, and this is an issue uh, about which I, I'm passionate, in the last 15 years in Limerick, uh, the number of personnel in the mental health area has been decreased, imagine, by 200 people. So in that whole area, we need to really get our act together. But it's a question of the Midwest. It's a question of Limerick City okay. coming together. And I'll just finish on... on, on uh, I agree totally uh, with solidarity in the sense that um, I have also called... It's in my literature for months past. In fact, it was, it was printed back in October, November. Uh, I have also called for the reopening of those other hospitals. But a final comment on that is this is an emergency for Limerick people. It's an emergency. We cannot wait for things like slauncher care. Uh, the, the, the Taoiseach okay. has ruled out. So we need a temporary measure uh, and I've suggested, for example, uh, that we should build and we should put up temporary accommodation on the grounds outside in, uh, to take the elderly. Why not have temporary accommodation on the grounds of the hospital? Don't let the elderly through uh, A&E at all. Okay, Redirect them to a bed. All right. They're entitled to a bed. Rebecca, what's the National Party's view on the trolley situation, the trolley crisis in Limerick? Well, our main view is that obviously there aren't enough staff and even if we have the beds, there still aren't going to be enough staff. And my question is, where are the staff going to come from? And first of all, there has basically been a recruitment ban. There haven't been any new nurses allowed to take up positions. And the other thing is that we are sending our extremely educated and our extremely highly skilled um, nurses and doctors abroad. They're 
being trained here and then they're leaving. They're emigrating because there's nothing for them here in Ireland. Ireland is not somewhere that they want to be. The the nurses' working conditions are atrocious and their working hours are atrocious and they're not getting paid enough. And so what we have in our hospitals is we have not got enough uh, highly skilled nurses. We don't have them. They're gone. They're leaving. And what we need to do is we need to entice them to come back. We need to increase their wages. We need to uh, improve their working conditions and make it better for them to come back here and to be at home and stay at home. That's what we need to do. Mary Callan. Well, look, it's an, um, everybody knows that the priority for me, I have been campaigning on health across, in this city for a long time. And everybody knows that the priority, that the difference between me and Michael and Rebecca is that rather than just talk about it or put out policy statements on the trolley crisis, in my opinion, what we need to do is we need to build a movement to show the main parties of Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil that the people are of the Midwest are not going to accept the situation. Because platitudes and talking about things are simply not enough. We need to put feet on the street. And the priority for me in this next week will be to build for the demonstration that is coming up on the 1st of February outside St John's Hospital. And I'm calling on everybody in Limerick to, uh, to, to come to that demonstration and to show these people that we simply will not accept it. It is just not going to be enough for us to call in, uh, I haven't seen Michael or Rebecca involved in the Midwest Hospital campaign. I haven't seen them on the streets campaigning on this issue. I've seen them on the streets, all right, campaigning against women's right to uh, to have bodily autonomy. But I haven't seen them campaigning on the issues just of health in, in this city. And I think that's that's what we need to be doing. It takes more than just policy statement to build a movement of people. You need to be on the streets, you need to be engaging with the people and you need to be talking about them. That's my priority, that's Solidarity's priority and that's what we're going to be engaged engaged in in the coming uh, weeks up to the uh, up to the election. And particularly, yeah, I, just... I would say, in relation to the demonstration, I really want to emphasise that. It's so important okay. that we get the people of Limerick to show what they how they feel about this issue. Rebecca, the teacher to... said he isn't opening those other EDs. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I think pretty much I think we're all in agreement that those yeah. EDs should be opened. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who thinks that they shouldn't. They absolutely should. Of course, the Taoiseach is on his own there. He's the only person who thinks that. Absolutely, they should be reopened. I think the problem comes down to where does the funding for that come from? And I would like to know where does your party suggest the funding comes from? Because I know where the funding should come from. The funding should come from, first of all, we should stop funding foreign aid, which is one billion a year, and that's going to corrupt. I think we governments. should probably tax uh, the likes of Amazon, the likes of Apple and people like so that. increase taxes. There is... There, increased taxes on the increased big taxes. companies okay. they, uh, there is plenty this country is awash with money if we Limerick stop paying, is going to if be we bre- stop paying the national debt on the that the EU has landed us with we will have 5 billion ge- okay. January. Okay. we're moving off the issue of, of, the, of the EU sorry one second hold on a second we have plenty of money in this country we're perhaps moving Trevor, off the issue. Sorry, perhaps Trevor, sending it away. Uh, we might come back to the issue. We were issue. And also, I think we need to be extremely careful, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, a statement was made uh, a couple of moments ago that I was seen on the streets. No, I said... Sorry, you, excuse you, me, I didn't, and I won't interrupt anybody because everybody deserves their say. But you cannot make statements about me that you saw me on the streets campaigning against women's rights. I have four daughters. Nobody ever saw me on the streets campaigning against women's rights. In fact, if the truth were known, 
okay? I have worked all my life in education. I worked to change our school from uh, single sex to, uh, to, have, to have everybody involved. I can stand up here and say that I have worked for the rights of women in, in where I was put uh, in work. In, so, I mean, I really need to rebut that. Okay. Don't associate me with anything anti-women. And I am adamant about that. OK, Michael, we have that point. OK, as, as you're all part of, of smaller parties. And if you were elected, or if your party members were elected to the Dáil, uh, and you were in a position to do a deal with government parties who are, who are looking to form the next government, what parties would you prepare to do a deal with? And what would you be looking for as part of the deal? Well, it's all about policies. Look, it's all about policies. Uh, we certainly wouldn't be... Uh, looking for, and I would be personally totally against a deal with the uh, Fine Gael party. I'd be quite honest about that. They have been out of touch. They have a Taoiseach who's out of touch. They have a Minister for Housing who's out of touch. There's a Minister for Health who doesn't seem to know or get it at all uh, the, the, the emergency situation that we've been talking about down here in Limerick. They don't care about us up there. And with regard to, sorry, with regard to funding, I've already told you, and this is a fact, that the health budget in the Midwest region has gone down over the years. And our local politicians have taken their eye off the ball and allowed that situation. And they took beds from uh, the surrounding hospitals and they didn't put them into the region. So in answer to the question about finance, it's time that all Limerick TDs stood up together and demanded that the Midwest and that Limerick City would get the type of health funding that it deserves. Okay, who could National Party TDs, if they were elected, work with? And what would they look for? Well, the main thing that we would be concerned with if we got into government would be reversing the repeal of the 8th. That would be something that we would not negotiate on. Um, unlike Aintu, who uh, Padder Tobin said only the other day, that if they did get into government, he would accept the fact that the 8th has been repealed and they would maybe just try and change some of the laws so that it would be under certain circumstances that women could have abortions. That would actually be the main thing that we would insist upon. We would not go in with anybody. Who, uh, who would... could you work with? That's a good question. I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay, we'll let question. you have a think about it, Mary. Well, I can. we have uh, six TDs, as it stands, mm. Solidarity, People Before Profit, and... Um, we believe in a left alternative. We would not, um, if our, our TDs, Ruth Coppinger and uh, McBarry, uh, certainly would not cooperate with um, uh, with Fine Gael or with Fianna Fáil or indeed the Labour Party, in my opinion. Um, so we, we believe in building a left alternative. That is what uh, our TDs and, and, and our people in solidarity are about. So for us the only cooperation can come about the only change the way change will come about is by forming a left alternative uh, government in this country that will bring about the changes that are needed that cares about the people that takes money off the rich and actually you know uh, invests in services invests in health invests in education and invests in transport and the things that we need instead of concentrating our uh, our finances and our investment on the small the small rich uh, elite in this country our um, our policies are about the equal distribution of wealth actually so that the vast majority of people uh, are the ones that benefit from that so uh, yeah I can say that we would not be cooperating with any of the main parties you'd be staying in opposition uh, absolutely okay what's problem, it like sorry one second sorry, Mike yeah. Rebecca what's it like running a campaign with a small budget you're all small parties um 
Well, it's not that difficult because I will say we have a lot of volunteers. Most of our members are actually volunteering with us. We don't have any full-time staff. They volunteer and they're really good to give their time because they uh, they believe in the cause. They believe in Ireland and they believe in um, making our home a safe place for the Irish people and they're devoted to that. And so it's not that difficult because we have a lot of good volunteers on the ground and people are willing to give their time to help us. Mike, what's it like? Um, it's wonderful because... Uh, in all honesty, I'm listening to the stories uh, on the doorsteps. I'm t- paying awful attention. Uh, my canvassers give out to me because I'm left way behind discussing hospitals or I'm discussing uh, housing or discussing the real needs of people. And I've got to say, you know, that uh, the, the needs of people... Uh, have been forgotten by the present politicians. It is time for change. And I can tell you from canvassing, and I'm sure the the other two will agree with this, uh, that there is a huge desire for change out there. I think Limerick City, there will be a major shake-up. I have absolutely no doubt about it. And um, it's just for us and for the people who are following, um, supporting me, um, it's it's all about... uh, Caring for people. We need to go back to the basics, the needs of people. When I was uh, a young man, and Mary, uh, Asher, Mary was 10 or 15 years behind me, maybe even 20 uh, in training college, but we learned learned about Maslow's theory, and uh, I've never forgotten it. I forgot a lot of the other stuff, but I never forgot that. Maslow's theory talked about the right to be born. Maslow's theory talked about the needs of people, basic needs, security, uh, a house, uh, a roof over your head. Uh, also talked talked about a roof over your head, uh, talked about food on your table. And I can agree with solidarity on a, on, on a huge amount of these issues. Uh, food on your table uh, and and and. A security goes back to, you know, if there are people coming into this country who need our support. Uh, we, I, I'm a Christian, right? And I don't mind, I'm a Catholic, but the Christian ideas are very important to me. And one of the huge Christian ideas uh, is to support and uh, be there for people who are fleeing dangers in their own country. And I will stand four square uh, behind that ideal. It's part of our policy. Okay, Mary, I'm going to come to you, but I'm just going to take a quick break first of all. Back to our um, general election debate here on In the County. It's three Limerick City candidates we're talking about, but as I said in our intro, it does cover a lot of the county, the Limerick City constituency. I'm Michael Ryan of AN2, Rebecca Barrett of the National Party, and Mary Catalan of Solidarity. And Mary, you said you were really enjoying this campaign. I am actually enjoying the campaign. I think that um, I think there's such a real momentum for change out there. P- people are quite engaged, actually, in this election campaign in comparison to, for example, the council elections that I ran in, in May. Um, uh, people are more engaged on the doors. People are more willing to talk. And there is an appetite for change, particularly on the health service. And I really think we will have a big turnout at the, on the uh, demonstration on the 1st of February. And from that point of view, I am actually really, really enjoying it, you know, okay. from talking to people. Okay, last week this really uh, raised its head as an election issue. So you might just um, put on your headphones for this one. Thanks. Do you think that it's right that men and women of 65 have to wait one, two or three years 
to collect their pension. Is it good enough that they have to be forced well, into job seekers when they've done their work all their lives? And what happens then if they go on job seekers? Do they start to receive letters saying, go out and start looking for another job? What are you going to do about it? Okay, Rebecca, might come to you on that one first. Yeah, absolutely no. I, I don't think the pension aid should be should be changed whatsoever. I think it should be left the way that it is. I don't think that that's right. I don't think that people who've worked all their lives should have to go and sign on and the indignity of it. And now, of course, they're saying this thing about a transitional payment. But all that is, is what they've done is they've just given it a different name. And they've just, they're just, it's like what the government do best. They push things around to different departments' desks and it's a different department's problem. So absolutely no, I don't think. Our party policy on this is that the retirement age should stay at 66, that's number one it shouldn't be pushed up unless people wish to go on beyond the age of 66 uh, we believe if people wish to continue working that's fine now, uh, I suppose there is no single issue that shows how out of touch this government has been with the ordinary people on the street and how so far removed the people involved and supported by Fianna Fáil, by the way, uh, how out of touch they are than this issue to force people who have 40 and 45 years of employment and work and have served this uh, country so well to think that for the 12 months till they reach the 66... Uh, They're that, going to have to sign on. ...that they basically have to sign on. I mean, nothing shows uh, the, 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 the depths to which this government, outgoing government supported by Fianna Fáil, the depths to which they have fallen. Mary Callan. Well, uh, Trevor, I actually have some experience with this because I did uh, teach in Belfast for many years uh, before um, I came to Limerick. And so... The Tories in Britain did change the pension age for people and part of my pension, um, if I had continued to work in Belfast, I would be teaching until I'm 68. And so, and now the trade unions have a duty, in my opinion, to fight on this issue. And as, as far as I can see, just putting up uh, posters and saying uh, 68 is too late is just not enough. They have to mobilise their members. Now, in France, the Macron government... Uh, were uh, have been uh, forced to change this policy. This is a European-wide policy. Uh, the Macron government, the people have come out in the streets and they have forced back the Macron government on this issue. And I would also say, like, we're all teachers here. Try teaching PE at 68. It's ludicrous. Try having firefighters out there until they're 68, climbing up ladders. It's ludicrous. So the government really, really need to catch themselves on in relation to this. But workers also must organise in relation to this. And they must force their trade unions to build campaigns in the workplaces to ensure that this issue is pushed back. Because this issue affects every single person in the country. There are a couple of related issues to this pension one. I, ju I just want to mention okay. them, for example. Briefly, if you can. Uh, very briefly, uh, the inequality, and we mentioned it earlier, between younger nurses and more experienced nurses, that would have implications for pensions. Uh, secondly, there are people, for example, who left the workforce. And this government raised uh, the number of credits, or what we used to call kind of stamps. They raised that to 500 
1,500, which has left a lot of people uh, under that threshold for the full pension. And, and they went home to mind the family and goes back to what we said about caring. It's just not good enough. And thirdly, with regard to the age of retirement, there are some people, say in the prison services and other places, who might have started late, uh, but they have to retire at 60. And really, we need to look at the implications of that. You're leaving people in the prison service who have to retire and uh, very low pensions. They, I think, OK, we talk about their fitness and so on, but we must really look at that. We can't leave people without proper provision uh, of proper pensions as as early as we can, 66, which should never have been started from 65. Also, I think I would just say on that briefly that see the young teachers and the young nurses who were all forced to uh, take pay cuts and on, are on a lower tier and on a lower scale than their counterparts. They're going to be hit with a double dunter on the other side because it is the same ones who are now losing money, the same teachers, the same nurses losing money under the under the present system. They're the same ones that are going to be uh, working until they're uh, until they're sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So they're actually being hit on both sides uh, on this issue, and I think that's a scandal. You know, I just, can I just say that I just as we were on the break there, yeah. uh, Michael, you were just saying something to Mary. Just I was, yes, there, because so uh, and, and I will come election back. harmony. It and was. I, well, yes, yeah. I would gladly come back to that because uh, Mary Cahillan is a person that I have got to say that I have admired from a distance. Uh, we disagree on... on, on uh, You're too kind, Michael. Well, okay. There's no and need I, for I, it. No, no, I speak the truth, OK? And that's the way I'll be as a TD when I get there. OK. Thank- and, and no, but I just want to finish. Mary Cahillan has fought for issues affecting working people. And Mary's party's biggest problem is that the Labour Party, who, you know, who who will have... They might not have as many seats as they think, but the Labour Party really have have gone so far away from from left... We're going away from... are not pro-life, it's uh, the National Party who will be your pro-life vote because A&2 are endorsing Mary Callanan. So That's absolutely, yeah. Well, it was election harmony there, so we'll leave it on that note. Michael Ryan of AN2, Rebecca Barrett of the National Party and Mary Callan of Solidarity. Thanks very much for coming in this Thank morning. You. Thanks, Thanks, Trevor. In the County with Trevor Anderson, Live 95. With general hardware supplies, home value, Newcastle West. Get winter ready with great deals on coal bunkers, kiln dried logs and coal while stocks last. 1890 779 779.